everybody, and welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Jordan is dead. I mean, not here. Jordan is not here. Yep. Now, we have to assume that he's still alive. We got to assume. Because we're optimists. A simple scheduling mistake. And yeah. Especially because we received a text from Jordan confirming that this is a simple scheduling mistake. But can I time, Can I nitpick? Go ahead. We got a text from Jordan's phone. See? Great that point he, there. Yes. Could very well be that Jordan is, in fact, dead. Yes. But... We're hoping he's not. Yeah, he, because he's a, a sports insider, and now it's he's a valuable sports insider. Yeah, now it's one on one outsider versus insider. Boom! What's this podcast going to be about? Yep. Two men enter, one men leave. <laughs> Wait, that, uh, I didn't know it was a Thunderdome situation. Thunderdome. That is one of many Mad Max references you'll hear tonight <laughs> on the Sports 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 Podcast. Because I, I do love our podcast, but if, if one of us had to die for us to record it, I, I would actually probably withdraw from the podcast. I am going to... You, know. you would volunteer yourself as tribute? No, I'm saying I wouldn't do the podcast. Oh, so okay. So we could both live. I, okay, that's better. Yeah. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death 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 Watch. Brought to you by Summer Funeral Home. Hey, what better time to die than when the grass is green and the birds are chirping? There we go. You don't get a lot of seasonal appeals from funeral homes. Right, but you know what? <laughs> if you die within that four months of the year, you yeah. get 100% of market share, baby. I know Granddad just died, but it's May. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just hold out and have a nice summer funeral? Yeah, we'll pack them in ice, and then yeah. we'll, we'll wheel that carcass out when we need to. <laughs> Water quality even worse than we thought. Oh, that's bad, because we already thought that it was really terrible. Subheadline, Brazil a few poops away from becoming the <laughs> desert hellscape from Mad Max. Oh, hey! Oh, another <laughs> reference. Let's hope there's more tonight. A lot of people don't realize that about the Mad Max mythology, but it yeah. actually begins with the Rio 2016 Olympics. Right, and then they go, water makes you greedy. Yep, they were very forward-looking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, health experts in Brazil have a word of advice for the Olympic marathon swimmers, sailors, and windsurfers competing in the Rio de Janeiro's picture postcard waters next month. Keep your mouth closed. Oh, for the distance swim? Yeah, it's going to be really hard. I don't know how that's going to work out for them. Yeah. And no, it's not because of all the hush money corrupt corrupt Olympic officials are stuffing into their pillowcases. Oh, it's not because it would seem like that was probably. It would a, seem like yeah. yeah, I mean that they keep them. You keep your mouth closed. <laughs> you don't talk about the dirty water. Take this money. Uh, despite the government's promises seven years ago to stem the waste uh, that uh, fouls Rio's expansive. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. Guanabara Bay? Is that what it's nope, called? Nope, I'm pretty sure that's exactly the right pronunciation. Okay, great. I have I, a long experience with Portuguese. I think you were right. Hit the nail on the head with You that. know what? It felt right, and <laughs> at a certain extent, pronunciation is about the feeling more than right, anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the city's fabled uh, ocean beaches. Officials acknowledge that their efforts to treat raw sewage and scoop up household garbage have fallen far short. Mm. That's yep. seven years to not have people shit in the water. Yeah, exactly. Poof, a gone. Uh, as, and as uh, anyone knows who's tried to take an eggshell out of a frying pan, 
knows that it's hard, especially when the frying pan is an entire ocean mm-hmm. and the eggshell is millions of tons of human feces. <laughs> Makes it a little bit trickier. Yeah, the eggshell is very solid. It sits right, right on the top. Yeah. You just pluck it out. It's, I mean, it's hot on your fingers a little bit. Yeah. But if you've had, like, diarrhea and the toilet won't flush before you know, it's very hard to scoop it out and put it in the right, trash can. exactly. Very difficult. It's, it's a much... Different problem than an eggshell. Very, very yeah. different. Um, recent tests by government and independent scientists revealed a veritable petri dish of pathogens mm. in many of the city's waters, from rotaviruses that can cause diarrhea and vomiting to drug-resistant super bacteria oh. that can be fatal to people with weakened immune systems. Well, if the bacteria are drug resistant, we'll at least know that they're going to pass their doping controls. Right, it's true. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, make sure to check out the new Marvel hit coming this summer, Drug Resistant Super Bacteria. <laughs> it's like Ant-Man, only the ants are actually filthy disease-ridden ants. Yeah. But pretty much the same thing other than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, researchers at uh, the Federal University of Rio also found serious contamination at the upscale beaches of Ipanema and Leblon. Mm. where many of the half-million Olympic spectators are expected to frolic between sporting events. So now the girl from Ipanema has a polka dot bikini, but it didn't look like that in the morning. (laughs) It was an earned polka dot bikini. Uh, Foreign athletes will literally be swimming in human crap, and they risk getting sick from all those microorganisms, said Dr. Daniel Becker, a local pediatrician who works in poor neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's sad, but also worrisome. (laughs) Phew! Oftentimes sad and worrisome walk hand in hand. I don't know if the butt also But also, because that would imply it's sad, but also we're going to be okay. No, 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 it's sad, but also, on the other hand... Worrisome. <laughs> Phew. Seems like you your your hands are both holding the same thing. This right. is not this is not a over here, over there right. situation. This isn't like apples, but all, also all oranges. Here. It's like apples, but also apple diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're holding a crate of apples. Yeah, exactly. Both hands on the apples. And that brings to a close another Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death. Brought to you by Funeral Homes in General. You need them to bury the dead. Funeral Homes in General. Hey, use your head. Get a funeral home. <laughs> uh, what do we got on the show this week, Joel? Oh, well, we got quite the show for us. We have uh, a, a real celebrity, one who I'm not personally as familiar with because okay. I do not watch any re- reality television. But okay. I'm told that one Tim Gunn... Oh, style expert from Project Runway, Tim Gunn. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's coming on. I don't know if you heard there was a big flap because uh, uh, Chris Sale, uh, huge... Sale! Star- yeah, exactly. Yep. Big starting pitcher for the, the Chicago White Sox, one of the best pitchers in baseball, decided that he didn't like the throwback jerseys Oof. that they were supposed to wear for a game. Uh, felt like the collars restricted him and made him pitch not as well because Uh-oh. they affected yeah, his mechanics. Tough. And when the team insisted that he wear it anyway, he cut up all of the jerseys for the entire team. Wow. Cut them up so that they couldn't wear them as a protest. Got sent home. Didn't make his start that day. And did he have to pay for the jerseys that he cut up? Uh, I don't know if they're charging him. So. Maybe. I mean, it's it's kind of up in the air because he's also like the best player in the team. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So you got to kind of give him a pass like and, the captain and, of the football team who's failing biology. Right. And he also and he did it because he's like, uh, all I care about is winning. And I feel like these jerseys infringe that. And they did it just to sell more jerseys. Well, and that's so fair. the White Sox, I think, are rightly a little embarrassed. Anyway, 
that's neither here nor there. Tim Gunn is here to talk to us a little bit about jersey selection and how some some fashion tips for baseball that would allow everybody to avoid the terrible situation with uh, with Chris Sale and the White Sox. That's great. Yeah. So. And do we have a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do, but first, news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Jordan. What's up? News, news, news. (laughs) Harlem Globetrotter hits shot from 110 feet in the air. What? Yeah, sub-headline, and the NBA still refuses to give him a championship (laughs) ring. They really should from that shot. Well, uh, quick question, Phil. Was it a buzzer beater? Uh, Well, let's dive into the story, and maybe you'll hear a little context. Uh, So, Harlem Globetrotters star, Bull Bullard. Yep. Probably a real name. uh, Strapped (laughs) himself into a sky coaster at Wildwoods Boardwalk in New Jersey and made one of the craziest three-pointers of all time while suspended in the air. Hmm. Well, actually, it was technically a no-pointer, as they don't yet allow sky coasters in regulation games. Get with the times, NBA! I know, right? It right. would make the game so much more interesting. Right. But you have to admit, being to a sky coaster, not unlike in Thunderdome when they strapped people to things and they had them have the uh, flamethrowers. You know, yeah. in Mad Max in the right. third no, one. Right, no, absolutely. When they had that. So but also, really I mean, should. what, you're going you're gonna to not call traveling anymore in today's modern NBA, and you still won't allow sky coasters. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what a sky coaster is, it's kind of like a slingshot that goes down to up, right? You see them in a lot of fairs yeah. where they like are at the ground, then it shoots them up really quickly, and you make, you make the shot. So uh, Bullard hit the shot while flying in the harness at 60 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's been called the most impressive shot while traveling at 60 miles an hour that wasn't performed by the Crips or the Bloods. <laughs> Drive-by shooting joke. Not Boom. funny for those who have been victims of them. <laughs> Felt a little guilty while reading it, but also quality, quality joke. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bullard hit his, uh, the shot uh, using his patented red, white, and blue basketball. Um, he shot it directly into the hoop, uh, a move that was either pro-American or anti-Smurfs that are falling down the stairs. <laughs> Blue and white and red all over joke. Yeah, boom. Yeah, it's uh, it's more fun when I explain <laughs> why the joke works after everyone. See, Jordan after doesn't everyone. do that when no, he, he writes. No, he really these. doesn't. He just sort of delivers the joke. Yeah, and then lets it stand in its own merit. See, I, I like to like... think that's why I used to be such a great stand-up comedian when I did it because I give oh, everyone yeah. the time. I explain the joke. I mean, I remember your oh. your material. The jokes were okay. Yeah, but the explanations were so interesting. Right. Yeah, you know? I would do 15 minute sets. I'd tell three jokes, and the rest of it is explaining. Yeah. my creative process behind the jokes, why the joke I, is hilarious. I kept asking. I'm like, why don't more open mic nights have a dry erase board there for the comedians? They should. I th- I look at stand up as more of like a TED talk. Right. Exactly. About as you comedy should. theory. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how how was I not the host of Tosh Point oh? I don't I don't understand. Probably. Well, I mean, probably because your name's not Tosh. Right. Yeah. They, when they, they came named up the with show Tosh first. Point oh, they were looking at comedians as like, you know, who's got a real advantage right. in this one? It's probably Daniel Tosh. I right. I just imagine it like Louis C.K. wrote it and just said, "Yeah, I called the show Tosh Point oh. I don't know why. Yeah. Called Tosh Point oh. we, Maybe we can cast somebody. It was pretty much down to him and reggae legend Peter Tosh. And <laughs> yes. They. <laughs> They, they were like, well, Daniel Tosh is a comedian. 
he seems better suited for our comedy show. In, in fairness, though, I think the reggae legend may be funnier. <laughs> Could be. Not a Daniel Dosh fan. <laughs> uh, the shot brings up an important question, though. Uh, should the this event be a part of regulation games? Okay. Right? Um, uh, I mean, I'd say, I mean, again, uh, arguably no from the perspective of some of your basketball purists. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Sky Coasters, they have their challenges, right? I think that the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. um, but only because it eliminates height advantages, mm, which yeah. I see as a major problem. Uh, I mean, could you imagine someone succeeding in the NBA because of their skill at shooting balls into a basket instead of their dangerous genetic abnormalities? <laughs> I mean, that seems ridiculous, right? <laughs> You could argue that some people have... I mean, Spud Webb was like 5'3 or something. Yeah. Though he, he couldn't shoot that well. Wait, but. did he ever play on a team with Jordan? Uh, I don't know if he did. Yeah. I don't think he did. Uh, asterisk, some earlier episode where we talked about the exact same thing. Yes, indeed. I don't know if you remember that somewhere in our 250 episodes. <laughs> somewhere probably in the mid-100s, we talked about Spud Webb. We'll check in with the archivist and get back to you next week. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast, uh, fashion icon, I guess. Uh, I'm meeting you for the first time here. You guess. Yeah. Uh, Tim Gunn. That's, uh, don't just guess, Joel. <laughs> That's, okay, so. I'm fa a fashion icon. Fashion icon, Tim Thank Gunn. Thank you. Yeah. It's me, Tim Gunn. Make it work. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's I, my catchphrase. Okay. I'm, you may not have seen my show before, Joel, but that's my catchphrase. Make it work. Before. Yeah. Okay. Make it work, Joel. Okay. You know, I was very perturbed when they started talking about how these beautiful uniforms were cut up because the apparently yeah well because chris sale felt that the collar sale sale yeah just like the song yeah absolutely so just he like made he made his last name work yeah he he did he did but, but what he couldn't make work was what he felt was his his best pitching motion uh with the sort of different collar and the shirt and you know i sympathize with that because fashion is not just about form it's about function Great, exactly, and and uh, so you're on here today to talk to us about some some solutions that you feel like you can pitch to the White Sox that are going to be okay for Chris Sale, uh, function wise, but also give them sort of the form that they can maybe boost jerseys. Well, let's backtrack a little, Joel. Okay, go ahead. My career's not going well. <laughs> I was more famous five years ago than I am today. I used to be on okay. billboards. Yeah. Now it seems like the only billboards have Heidi Klum. Bless okay. her heart, getting older. <laughs> so. I really want to design uniforms for sporting games. Okay, that's that's so, great. And are you are you a baseball fan? Uh, I've never watched it before, but oh. I think that I have a We're good kind understanding. Of in the same boat here, then. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I'm I, not a fashion fan. Perfect. So, yeah. Well, then let's come to a consensus. Absolutely. I have some great ideas for jerseys that will make people be able to throw with their arms better. Okay, great. All right, yeah. my first one. It's uh, so it's a wonderful shirt. All right. Uh, it's got pinstripes in the very classic baseball style. Specifically the Yankees. But, but let me backtrack a little by saying metal is very in this year. Uh, Wearing metal accents, very, very popular this summer season. Okay. What kind of... So I think instead of sleeves, they should have metal bangles going all the way up their arm. Little metal bangles that go all the way up their arm. Bangles so are they some look sort kind of, of like a... Some sort of bracelet? So it looks like they're wearing slinkies on their arms. <laughs> arms. Bendable. 
Right. And it also uh, makes a jingling sound that makes it sound like the whole audience is behind I you, still, like they're shaking the I piece. still can't help but think, though, that if you're, if, I mean, if you, when pitching is a very precise thing, you're trying to throw a ball very fast. But with uh, you know you're uh, uh, within like a like square inch. Oh, I understand. It's a pers- I didn't realize really, it was a precision thing. Right. I really feel like oh, the metal in no. the arms yes. is going to make it hard. I mean, if I did collar, not make that work. Yeah, you, did, I didn't, you didn't make that work, Tim. You didn't make that work. Well, luckily I have some more. Great. I, great. I, I have we, pitched we have the biggest fashion brands in the world, so I understand how to make this work. Great. Absolutely. All okay, right. Yeah. One. Of, my next one is a wonderful one right all right so it's made out of pure cotton breathable fabrics awesome all right this is a great idea uh egyptian cotton so it's very soft on the skin there will be very little expensive but they are professional athletes they're professional so very little uh nipple chafing because it'll rub on it kind of like a cotton swab all day so might actually moisturize them more than it would some of those relief pitchers they got like man boobs yes and they will be very relieved as pitchers to have these and then also, uh, no sleeves. Okay. Instead, what everybody's going to have, because skin accents are very big this year, is they're going to have really uh, deep sunburns on their arms. <laughs> they're going to just put their arms inside the tanning booths and have very drastically beautiful okay. red arms. Uh, uh, and then they'll make it work. Just I, very painful sunburns. I really have to I mean, that's one that, I mean, I feel like from a... I shouldn't have to mention to you how that's not particularly going to work from a function standpoint. Oh, but I don't think you understand. The the cotton will be so comfortable in the body. Sure, but that their, their they'll arms they'll will want be in great to have pain. it counter set a little bit. It's kind of like when you put a little sweet food on top of a very salty dish. I don't know that it's like that. Uh, oh, because of the incredible pain of the right, sunburn. The incredible pain. Not to mention repeatedly sunburning their arms could have some serious effects in terms of skin cancer. Joel, you're right. Life. I did not make that work. You didn't. I didn't. So I, I hate to be like a Debbie Downer about all this, but like uh, the Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes, like with the, the beautiful Night. Rachel Dratch. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So luckily, I still have some more concepts for you. If Great. you'll bear with me. Okay. So I yeah I'm, I I'm glad to have you on the show. I really I really want to see your concepts here. I'm I'm sorry I was so down on those first two. No, that's okay. Like. That's okay. I I look. I have to do this all the time to major brands. Yeah. I have a very thick skin. I yeah. don't get defensive easily. I'm kind of the hard ass on the show. You'd know if you watched it. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch it. So uh, I'm sorry about that too. Why don't Why don't we go on to the next idea? Woo! Style alert. What? What? I said woo! Style alert. That was an ambulance noise, and there's a style alert coming oh, up. What's What's because the, style? the next one is wonderful. All right, this one features absolutely no clothing on the body part, but no sunburn either. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then instead of sleeves. They have bionic arms that helps them throw really fast. Big metal Terminator arms. Uh, they'll actually be form-fitted so that as they uh, snap their wrist to throw the ball, it actually will shoot out at speeds upwards of 700 miles an hour that, uh, and make the ball go very fast. That is interesting. You've sort of you've sort of gone the opposite direction now, and that you've, you've oh, that's okay. I'll take notes. What's wrong with this yeah, one? You've, well, uh, I mean, again, the the function part is very clear. I it's, agree. The function part's very clear. It's it's and now instead of impeding function, you've you've improved function substantially. I think that I have too. I made it work. Do you have 
functional bionic arms that can throw a ball 700 miles an hour? I did. And actually, they look wonderful. I've got little bits of bronze on it so that it actually ends a little silver and a little gold. So it represents all of the medals that you can win by winning baseball matches. Yeah, but there's no medals in baseball. There should be. Okay, right. Maybe there will be. Well, we'll we'll maybe put a pin in that one for now. But uh, the the bionic arms are going to... Uh, again, I feel like you know there was a big kerfuffle over steroids that made people a little bit better at the game. Throwing yes. the baseball at 700 miles an hour because of your robotic arms, not only do I think a lot of people say it's going to you know, impinge the, the integrity of the game, mm, I think it's impinge, also going to yes. be incredibly dangerous. Oh, I see. So the batters aren't good enough to swing the bat at balls that fast? I don't know. With their bionic arms, maybe they would be. But in the off chance that they got hit by one going at 700 miles an hour, I think they'd, they'd die. I think that would go right Well, you know what? Them. Let's leave that as the sport of the future. Right. Let's live in the now. I also That's don't know okay. if a We're baseball would actually stay together at 700 miles an hour. I think it might just come apart. That's perfectly fine, okay? So I've got the absolute I, I do solution. Actually, I, I have, saved the I have, best for last. I have one more note, which is that I don't know if all the players in baseball are going to be willing to submit to having their arms amputated. That's or, a good note. That's or a good note. playing in the nude. That's a perfectly good note. <laughs> okay. I understand. I just thought that maybe because it would impinge the metal arms if they were wearing a bodysuit. That's fine. I just yeah. I have a wonderful final option. I saved the best for last. Okay, so so this will be the one. Then. This all is right. the one that I guarantee. With my life, you could kill me afterwards if it doesn't. I've made this one work. All right? So this one will be a beautiful floor-length Christian Dior dress. Uh, very low plunging necklines. Right. Uh, small accents on the wrists, little bands. Um, and then a baseball cap so that you know you're playing baseball. <laughs> okay. This is... By far the best one that you have Thank suggested. Thank you. I knew far. it would you be. You definitely did save the I knew it would best be. for last. Yes. Think However, of how classy the when they walk the red carpet on the way into their baseball no match. Red carpet there the will be after this, <laughs> okay. and they say, "Who are you wearing?" And they say, "Christian Dior," and they'll go, "Wow, this is going to start drawing in more people to enjoy the game." All right, uh, uh, I have made it work. I I don't think they're going to be able to run in a floor length dress. That's funny. I thought the pitchers didn't do the running, right? But the other players do. I and understand the what pitchers you're also they got to do like a high leg kick. They're bringing their knees up. I really don't think you can you can do a pitching motion. You know what? I'm going to take your notes and uh, I think I fully understand where you're going. Micro mini dresses. I mean that they're they're very short skirts. I I can't argue. And they're with micro that. mini. Yeah, there I mean, you go. You can't argue with that. I made it work. Okay. I made it work. I mean, it'll be $100,000 per I, micro mini uh, well, because they're very well designed. Your argument it's going to well these people make they make millions of dollars a year. I'm sure that they'll be willing. Okay. You know, gender is fluid these days yeah, as I, a sexuality, I can't so with that. and the micro mini I'm, dress is very would, progressive. You have plenty of space to move your legs around. A lot of tennis players play in those. Yes, and so. I saw Dennis Rodman back in the day. He also wore dresses. So Dennis Rodman? Uh, that, yes, he has updated his name, so it's a little more <laughs> stylish okay. he's a very good friend of mine all right uh yeah so i guess i made it work you did make it work there we go it's been my pleasure uh, the convincing socks. you and maybe making the sale hey. white socks look out i'm coming for you and maybe let's make those socks plaid today's podcast is brought to you by sue.co that's t-s-u.co it's the only social media site that pays you to post 
So make sure to sign up through sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, throw in. Throw, like in a, in a soccer match? Uh, football match. There's a throw Joel. in in football. Oh. oh. In football. football. Yes. Football. A throw in is a method of restarting play in a game of association football or soccer. Yes. Uh, when the ball has exited the side of a field of play. Yeah. Now, this is no normal throw, Joel. This is a weird throw. Uh, procedure. The throw-in is taken from the point where the ball crossed the touchline, either on the ground or in the air, though typically a referee will tolerate small discrepancies between the position where the ball crossed the touchline and the position of the throw-in. God, I would sure hope so. That Given that they can't even time their halves accurately, I would hope that they're not going to be too picky about which foot line you're going to throw in. Joel comes in with the sick, sick football burns. Uh, The throw-in is taken by the opponents of the player who last touched the ball when it crossed the touchline. And opposing players may stand at any distance from the thrower, but no closer than two metres, so long as they're still on the pitch, which is what they call the field. Yeah. A player may take a throw-in at a distance further back from the touchline. You don't have to be right on it. You can be back in the third row if you want. Yeah, you can. You can go sit in the audience, have some popcorn, and chuck it in. (laughs) Uh, At the moment of delivering the ball, the thrower must face the field of play. No throwing it over your head, granny style. Uh, He or she should have a part of each foot either on the touchline or... On the ground outside the touchline. There's a lot of rules about putting the ball back in play. Yeah, well, you can't, like, jump in the air and throw it. you got to have the feet down. But both. Why can't you jump in the air and throw it? Because nothing, that's not the rules, nothing Joel. Nothing ever happens in this sport anyway. Would it kill you to have an interesting throw? No, it wouldn't kill them, but it would make the sport a lot less, I guess, designed. <laughs> I don't know. A player may take a throw in at a distance further back from the... Well, they already know that. Um, uh, Also, the the whole idea of the sport is that you don't touch the ball with your hands. Why can't you just have a kick in? Well, listen to this. A goal cannot be scored directly from a throw in. Whereas a kick in, I I would think that if you're kicking it, you'd be able to aim it right at the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if a player throws the ball directly into their own goal without any other player touching it, the result is a corner kick to the opposing side. Wait, if you throw it into your own goal, it's not a goal. And if you throw it into their goal, it's not a goal. But if you throw it into your goal, then the other team gets a corner kick? Yeah. So, no matter what, it can't go in a goal from a throw-in. Well, it can go in the goal. It just doesn't count. Right, exactly. Yeah, you can't score a goal from the throw-in. I would think that you could score in yourself. Yeah, I mean, but you if you can't. fuck up that bad, that would be a very big fuck up, I would think. Right, and it would be a very far throw. Right, think about and how far would, that is. You would think that they would just let that go, but no, no, they want to very carefully not let people score in soccer. Most of the rules are about that. Right, uh, a player may not be penalized 
uh, for an offside offense when receiving the ball directly from a throw-in. Skillful attackers can sometimes take advantage of this rule by getting behind the last defenders to receive a throw-in and having a clear path to a goal. Yeah. So I think that's like an offsides. No, right. Yeah, that's okay. their offsides rules are are wacky that way. And that sure, I think in that. most sports you get behind the defenders and you go, oh yay, I've beaten the defense. And in soccer, no, you've broken a rule. Yes, you're not allowed to beat the defense. Right, in soccer. You gotta play within the bounds. Uh, let's talk optimal release angle, shall we? <laughs> oh yeah, let's yeah. do it. The optimal release angle for attaining maximum distance is about thirty degrees, according to researchers from Brunel University. The optimal angle would be 45 degrees if the release velocity did not depend on the angle of the throw uh, and if there was not air drag. However, according right. to the study... In, in a vacuum, it would be 45 degrees. Exactly, but there's air drag, Joel. <laughs> yeah. uh, according to the study, players are able to throw the ball with greater release velocity for lower angles, and the optimal angle for a fixed release velocity is lower than 45 degrees because of that air drag. Whoop. How much Brunel that, University. How much could that possibly matter? You uh, just, you, I've, I've seen them do this, though. They just sort of grab it, and they go, oh, boop, and they throw it back in, and then people keep kicking it around. Like, Sure. Who, Let's, who took the time to study the optimal release angle for a soccer throw-in? The good people at Brunel <laughs> University. Brunel University, study weird shit. <laughs> uh, unusual throw-ins. Irish player Rory DeLapp was highlighted for his throw-in technique a former schoolboy javelin champion. Uh, DeLapp was renowned for having one of the longest and most powerful throw-ins in football. An uncommon but effective technique for delivering a faster-than-usual throw-in is a flip throw. Yeah, pretty exciting. Popularized yeah. by Brazilian player Leah Fortune. Uh, in it, the player, during the run-up, plants the ball on the ground, flips over it, and uses the momentum gained from the flip to increase the velocity of the ball. Now you're talking. You do a full somersault. And this was invented by women's soccer? Uh, I guess. I don't know. It Leo, would make sense because women's soccer is like infinitely more interesting than men's soccer. That I buy that. <laughs> yeah. uh, historical origins of the throw-in. The modern throw-in comes from the 19th century English public school football games. Uh, in these codes of football, a variety of methods for returning the ball into play from touch were used. A modern throw-in draws upon various aspects of a number of early English school games. For example, returning the ball by throwing it out was part of the rugby and Cheltenham football rules. Like the modern throw-in, the direction was not specified. And then the Sheffield rules uh, <laughs> instigated the throw-in uh, of the ball at right angles by the opposite side to the one that, that played it into touch. Then the two-handed throw-in called the line-out, is part of rugby union football. And that was the first reaching the ball must throw it in at right angles. Uh, it was part of the football association rules of the Russell rules. Right. So it and took from all those. dicks for calling our sport football. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Uh, but before we go, we're going to have Tim Gunn come on here and give us, uh, hey, I'm give back. you our contact information. I'm back on the podcast. Tim, make it work. Okay, I will make it work. <laughs> uh, you can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash 
Sports the Number 3 Podcast at SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. We get it. It's very fashionable to listen on iTunes, but we'd like you to check out some new stylings of SoundCloud. <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. They do a very cute live stream most of the time. They're not going to do it this week because Jordan's not here and he's kind of the anchor of the podcast. So it would be very disrespectful and so 2011 for him to do that. But, <laughs> but yes, you can look at uh, the, some live streams there and finally see their beautiful faces. Or you can find all of uh, you can find all of their tweets by going to twitter.com/sports3podcast. There they have um, very pithy little statements. Some are about sports. Some are about when the podcast is posted. Most of them are about when the podcast is posted. <laughs> but still, people like Twitter these days. No Instagram. I find that very weird. Instagram is a very fashionable thing to use. Yeah. Maybe you should consider that, Joel. I'm not really into Instagram, so. Oh, is it because your phone is from the 1800s? Okay. Uh, is it because your you phone was also used by as a butter churn? Okay, I don't know if we need all the, the, the digs from Tim Gunn about my phone. I'm taking a stand-up comedy class at the Annex. Oh, that's great. Okay, yep. lights up. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.